Back Porching Podcast is brought to you in part by Legacy Now. Legacy Now is a ministry I lead that exists to serve those that serve others, primarily in the student ministry space. If I can serve you for more information about my ministry or to connect with me on social media, you can find more information at LegacyNow.me. That's LegacyNow.me. Hey there, welcome back to the Back Porch, or welcome for the first time, if this is your first time listening to podcasts. Uh, hey, if this is your first time, real quick, this is a uh, this is not a fancy studio podcast. And I say this all the time, but I just want to make sure you know this. Like, I'm sitting on my back porch, talking into a microphone plugged into my computer. You're going to hear probably dogs barking and trucks driving by, and it's like hanging on the back porch. I've got this incredible place at my house. I spend a lot of time talking to people, and that's... What this podcast is about, it's about those conversations, some of them with them, some of them just about the things that are always circling around, kind of around the back porch. So today I wanted to do just that. I wanted to share a story and challenge you with something that has been, uh, it's come up a lot lately, which isn't necessarily a good thing, but it's a real thing. And I, I hope that it's encouraging for you, and I hope if you find yourself in this place today or at some point, it'll mean to you what it has meant to me. And um, let me set it up for you real quick. I think uh, for a lot of us, we have seasons. And especially if you're involved in relational ministry or if you're in relationships or if you're really doing it, like you're really going after investing in people or or being a part of people's lives. You know, in this world, there's kind of like there's two parts of that. There's the superficial part, which is what we all did in like middle school or high school when you walk down the hall and you go, hey, how you doing? Good, 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 good. Or if you get a group of like 15-year-old dudes together and you say what's going on and you get a one-word answer. And uh, you know there's more to it, (laughs) but you kind of go, okay. And um, that's the superficial part of it. But then there's another part where you look at someone in the eye and you go, hey, how you doing? And they go, man, gosh, hurting. Or bad day or good day, whatever it is, but someone's real with you and they're they're honest with you and they kind of, let you in and you get to be a part of the journey or maybe you do that to someone else like you share what's really honest with you and you become vulnerable and that's a whole other part of relationship when you actually do life in a way where you're real and for me I've been super blessed and that's one of the reasons this podcast exists but part of the, the really cool thing about this space is that we have a lot of real conversations a lot in the last few weeks, there's been some pretty heavy things going on in my journey, but also in the journey of people I care about. And as we've been processing some of that, uh, there's story I've shared several times with different people that has risen up for me and being a great reminder and encouragement for me. And I wanted to share it with you. And l- let me kind of give you a little of the backstory here. Um, I think when you do real relational ministry, and I've said this before, it gets real messy because you care. And when people hurt, you hurt, or when things are going on. And some of this is based on how you're wired, I know that. And I'm wired super relationally, so I'm a feeler, and I get it. But uh, just when you do stuff trying to invest in the world, and in this world we live in, you realize very quickly how broken it is. And it can be overwhelming, and it can be hard. And at times you might feel taken advantage of, or you might feel like people don't give a crap, or you just feel like, man... All I do is do stuff for people, they never do stuff for me, or whatever that little thing is, that narrative in your brain that makes you feel down. 
And oftentimes I, I would challenge you and challenge me. That's not the voice of God speaking. And I have to come back to what does God do for me? How does God treat me? And why do I expect other people to treat me the way that I often treat God, frankly? Oh, that hurts, but it's true. But let's bring it back to us. I think for us, sometimes we get in this season where we just get, we become aware of our wounds. We become aware of what it means to jump in the, the trenches and be a part of people's lives and care for others and want to help others. And you care about their heart. You care about their decisions. You care about their future. And it gets tough. It gets really tough. And uh, frankly, it's gotten harder for me is the Lord has expanded my opportunity to invest in more people because there's more people to care about and there's more junk going on. And it's easier if you just don't know anything or if you just kind of live on the superficial level and you don't think about it. But that's not real life. That's not real ministry, to be honest with you. That's just kind of fluff. But the real stuff is in the dirt. And it's in my junk, and it's in your junk, and it's having people who love you enough to be there with you. And part of this story, too, is, man, when, when stuff's hard, you find out who your friends are. You really do. You find out those people who take your calls or show up. And often you don't know what to say. In fact, I, I've got a friend coming on a podcast soon, and I can't wait for you to hear his story. But um, part of our story in each other's lives is just showing up and not always having the words, but just being there. And his story is powerful, and I think you're going to enjoy that. But um, today, I, I wanted to share a story for you that kind of so on this idea of being wounded because you care and feeling taken advantage of sometimes, or feeling like people don't care back, or whatever that is for you, or for me, or whatever that thing is when you feel like you sometimes you care too much, or excuse me, um, whatever that might be for you, like that you're you're navigating things with people that. Um, sometimes the, the equation doesn't feel like it's it's equal. One, gosh, I just do keep coming back to how that is with me and God, and it's nowhere near equal. But secondly, uh, quite a few years ago, uh, I was in college, and I saw a guy by the name of Rich Mullins. And if you don't know who Rich Mullins is, Google him. Um, great story, incredible story of an incredible man who uh, was aware of his... Uh, issues and his struggles but he served God well and there's actually I think it's on Amazon Prime now it was on Netflix but there's a movie about his life that's called Ragamuffin phenomenal totally worth watching and um, and if you see it you'll understand what I'm about to say when you saw him in concert he almost spent as much time talking as he did doing music and he's an incredible musician and the dude often showed up in a concert in an old t-shirt and jeans and no shoes on and um, it's funny when I saw him in concert the night before I'd seen like the big Christian show at the time at the big arena in Atlanta with lasers and lights and pyro and the whole nine yards this crazy blowout show and the next night I saw Rich Mullins and he walks out with no shoes on with a, like a Diet Coke in his hand and sits down at a stool and it's like hey you're like, oh I guess that's the opening but that's just who he was he wasn't a showman he, he just was about uh, poking people to think about the Bible and the kingdom of God. And in the middle of his set, he, he said something that to this day, and this was a long time ago, this was in maybe the mid-90s, he, uh, he shared a story, and I've never let this story go. But he shared this story that was so profound, and it was an analogy, and it was a word picture, and he was about to sing a song um, about going to heaven and about meeting Jesus, and he uh, talked about... Uh, 
an analogy of, man, I think some of us are going to wash the shores, the shores of heaven, and we're going to have it all together. We're going to look nice. We're going to have all the answers, and it's going to be clean, and look at me, and I've got all my stuff together, and pressed clothing, and man, I, I did all this stuff right, and God's going to look at you and be like, who, who, who are you? I, I don't know you. Or I knew, you knew of me, but you never really knew me. I remember thinking, hearing that, going, what, what? And then he went on and he said, you know what? I think many of us are going to wash the shores of heaven. And, uh, pardon my French, but he's like, we're going to be beat the hell up. We're going to be bruised and battered and bleeding and wounded and tattered clothes and tired and beat up and worn out. And you're going to barely be able to stand. And the minute you wash your shorts heaven, Jesus is going to be there going, this is mine right here. This is mine. I know this one. And then he went on and he, he said this statement, only wounded soldiers can really serve well in the army of God. Because you're going to get hurt. And I remember thinking, whoa, when I was driving back that night, and I made a deal with God in my ignorance of my youth. And I said, God, I want to be one of those soldiers. I think one of those people that gives my life for your kingdom and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to go live for you. And I was inspired that night. And so many times in the last 27 years of doing ministry, God has brought me back to that night and that moment and said, Jason, you're going to get wounded. This is going to hurt. <laughs> it's not going to be easy because nothing worth doing is. And it's not going to feel all the time like you're making progress. It's not going to always feel like things are working out. But that's okay. Because I know the end of the story. I know how this works. But you just keep going. And you hang in there. Because you're fighting for something bigger than yourself. And you're living for something bigger than yourself. And sometimes when we get hurt or when we get wounded, we really start analyzing our own kingdom. And we really start thinking about the kingdom of me the kingdom of those around me and we get hurt because maybe that's not going the way you want it to be or being received the way you want it to be and we kind of get in this season where we feel like gosh man I wish this was this or I wish this was working out that way and, and if we were to really peel back the root of it although maybe our motives started pure it's really about my story's not going the way I want it to I'm not getting what I want or I'm not getting what I think I deserve and for me that would be about the kingdom of Jason and the reality is the kingdom of Jason is worthless. And the kingdom of Jason will not remain. The kingdom of Jason does not stand forever. But the kingdom of God does. It has. It does. And it always will. And so if I invest in that, I'm going to get wounded, but it's okay. A friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, we're talking, we were talking this weekend and uh, his grandmother passed away, and uh, I told him, I was like, man, I, if I had a dollar for every time you've talked about your grandmother in the 20 years we've known each other, and uh, how much of an influence she's been in his life spiritually and in his life and in his ministry, she's been this incredible, uh, really cheerleader for him as he's chased what God's had him do in his life. And and we were talking about that, and he's like, you know what, she, she really feels like she didn't make a difference in the world. And that's sad, because she really did. She made it a massive difference, and Reminded me of something I heard a long time ago, which is maybe a lot of people don't know her name. Like, you probably don't know her name. 
there's a whole lot of people in heaven who do and who will. And there's going to be a whole line of people who can't wait to pat her on the back and give her a hug and say thank you for loving me. Thank you for being there for me. Thank you for all you did for me when I was hurting or when I was needy or when I needed a friend or when I needed someone to pray. You were there. She was a warrior for God's kingdom. And I think sometimes when we, we focus on things that aren't about us, sometimes we feel like we're missing out in the world. And we feel like it's not worth it or we, we get really discouraged. And I think that's exactly what the enemy wants. He doesn't want you doing that. He doesn't want you advancing God's kingdom. He doesn't want you serving God's kingdom. And if you're going to do it, he wants you to do it with a dark heart and a frustrated mind. And I wish I said that from theory. <laughs> really do. I wish I was just theorizing all this stuff. But uh, I am a wounded soldier. And I'm dang proud of it. Because I care about people and I'm doing my very best to live for the kingdom of God and not the kingdom of Jason. And I have to come to terms with the fact that this is hard. It's not easy. And, I, and again, I hope when you hear this, I'm not trying to brag on me. I hope you're finding yourself in the story. I hope you think about how are you living your life? Are you open-handed and giving away for God's kingdom, understanding that you're going to get hurt? But that's okay. Because you're serving your Savior. And now we have to choose which battles we want to fight and which battles we don't. And that's a, that's a whole other conversation. But I do want to challenge you to think about there is a battle to fight. God has a battle for you to fight. For me, it's about the guys he's trusted me to invest in. It's about the leaders he gives me an opportunity to be a part of their lives through, through my ministry. It's about my friends that I'm in community with. It's about my family. It's, it's about those people in my circle. It's about the school I work with and all the relationships that are there. It's, it's all those things. Those are the battles God's given me to fight right now. And so I have to fight them, and I need to fight them well. But I have to realize when I'm fighting them, I'm not fighting for the kingdom of Jason. I'm serving them for the kingdom of God. Same thing for you in whatever area, whatever part of your life you're in. This battle is worth it. But if you are fighting this battle for you, not only are you going to get hurt, you're going to miss the point and miss the meaning. You know, the story of the prodigal son is really fascinating for a ton of reasons, but um, don't miss that when he comes back, the father says, uh, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And then the next line, I always forget this sometimes, but the next line of the text says, so they began to celebrate. Hey, you left, you were broken, you came back, and we're going to celebrate that? Like there's no tomorrow because this battle has been won. And we lost you. You were gone. And we had to grieve. We had to deal with all that stuff. And then you went and made some stupid choices. And you came back begging. We're so glad you're back. Think about all the hurt. All the feelings. We always talk about the other brother. Think about all that spectrum. But the father's perspective of you were lost. And now you're found. We're going to celebrate. You know, when you serve God's kingdom, there's so much of what you do that's worth celebrating that probably isn't celebrated all the time, and I get that, and that's okay. But I hope in your heart of hearts, you know, that every wound that you get representing the kingdom of God matters and represents something way bigger than yourself. And every time you jump in to fight a battle for someone and try to invest in other people and fight for something that matters forever, yeah, you might get wounded, but that's okay. That's totally okay.
because the benefits are eternal. So, so I'm sharing this today because I, I've had this conversation with a lot of people lately. Because a lot of us have been hurt. Because we've been jumping in and trying to invest in other people and love people well. And maybe it's our own choices. Maybe it's other choices. But whatever that is, we've all been in situations where uh, we see ourselves as wounded soldiers. But if we don't see the purpose of it, we don't see who we're serving, it gets really, really hard. And the days get really, really dark and your heart gets really, really cloudy. So I would just challenge you to consider your soul. Where are you at? Who are you serving really? Whose wounds are you carrying? And it's just cheesy to say it, but it's true. And I, and I remember that night going back to the Rich Mullins concert. I remember down the road he talked about, you know, the incredible thing about the cross is that we can leave it all there. The cross was not a one-time transaction just for your salvation or for my salvation. The cross was a transaction for all of my sin. Not just the sin up until I became a Christian. But the cross was a transaction for all of my sin. And so all that stuff I'm carrying, all that stuff that hurts, all those relationships or all that life from just trying to invest in people or do life or do ministry on the front lines... You weren't meant to carry all that alone. Neither was I. But I dang sure try to do it all the time. And sooner or later, the Lord always breaks me down and says, Jason, this is not about you. I didn't make you so you could carry all this. In fact, you can't. But I can. I have. And I will. So why don't you let me into the story and bring me along for the ride. Like, why don't you get out of the way and let me take it? Because I can carry this way better than you can. Why don't you just serve me along the way? And then you'll find out that these wounds matter. And this jumping in the fire to invest in other people or to do life with people or whatever you want to call it. It has a purpose way, way bigger than it seems today. So here's a challenge for you. As you, as you kind of to wrap this thought up, is I want to challenge you to think about uh, your wounds. I know that's a hard thing to think about or to, a thing that what's hurting right now. And sometimes they're physical. Sometimes they're emotional. Sometimes has different layers to it. But we all have wounds from doing life with people. Uh, we all have those things that someone said that sticks with us forever. And they've probably forgotten about it and moved on. But you've held on to it. But because you cared, you carry it. And you don't have to. You can drop it out the cross. And those people who you, you care about and maybe they're making choices that right now have put you in a place that have really hurt because you care about them and you want the best for them. That's okay. You keep loving them and you keep praying for them and you just believe the best that God has for them because you can't change their heart anyway. Only He can. But you can love them and you can pray for them and you can be present in their life if given the opportunity. But that's a two-way street. I've got a student that was in a group a while ago that is going through a season right now and making some choices that aren't necessarily super wise, and I love the dude. I've reached out to him. I care about him a ton. But I can't force him to want to talk about it. I can't force him to show up. I can't force him to want to navigate his life in a certain direction. But I can drop in every now and then and remind him that I care about him, and I pray for him. And then when he's ready and he wants to, Maybe he'll jump in, and that's cool. If not, I have to trust that he's not mine, he's God's. 
And God's plan's way bigger than mine, and what I see on the surface isn't always the whole story. And so I'm going to believe that he's still God's, and God's got a plan for him. But it hurts, because I care about him, and I want him to make better choices, and I want him to move his life in a direction of what I believe it could be way better than it is right now. But that's between him and God. I can't make decisions for him. I can barely make decisions for myself half the time. So, yeah, I would love to make them for other people. Isn't that funny how that works? But anyway, moving on. Uh, last thought. I want you to think about your wounds and then take a moment and think about, man, uh, am I? are these good holy wounds or are these personal wounds I need to, to mend and move on from and not hold on to? And, and uh, That's a powerful thought. That's an internal thought. It takes some honesty and some gut level looking in the mirror and being real about where your current life is. And the second thing is this. I want you to really, really think about your kingdom. And are you building a kingdom for you or a kingdom for God? Because let's be really honest. There's a lot of us in the Christian world who talk about God's kingdom, but we're really building ours. And if we were to be honest about our legacy, our legacy is about us. And I want you to know my name, and I want you to know my story, and I want you to follow my podcast, and I want you to do whatever it is. It's about me. And me crumbles. Me doesn't last. God's kingdom does. So think about your journey. Are you, are you living for something bigger than yourself? Are you focused on a kingdom that's way bigger than your own? Or are you a Christian building your own kingdom and not building God's? That's not as black and white as it sounds. I know there's some gray there, but I just want to challenge you to think about it. Think about what kingdom you're building. Because I think when you do that and you can hone in on how do I really focus on God's kingdom, maybe those wounds will have a purpose. And maybe you'll you'll jump in and you're not afraid to be wounded. I, last thought on this and we'll wrap up. Um, if you know me, you know the last couple of years I've jumped into a lot of Navy SEAL books and books of these incredible military people doing pretty crazy things and you know what i've seen is a pattern for a lot of them um, for instance if you're familiar with the book lone survivor or the movie and you've seen that story or you know marcus's story and i love him i, I listen to his podcast and i followed him for a season uh he wrote a second book and that's actually where i got the title of my last book from but um from reading that but I didn't know this, but after Lone Survivor, if you're familiar with that story, he was in a hospital off and on for over a year. He re-enlisted and went back to war. <laughs> That's crazy. That dude went back into full action after being on his back for a long time and dealing with some traumatic injuries. He went back into war. There's something maybe a little off-kilter about some of those fellows, and that's cool. There's also something there that once you fight a battle worth fighting, you want to keep fighting. And you can psychoanalyze that all you want, but here's the reality. Some of us have invested in other people and we got hurt and we quit. Or we've backed off or we've moved away because we got hurt. But the battle's worth fighting because you're fighting it for something way bigger than you. And yeah, you might get hurt. It's okay. Okay, because one day you're going to wash your shores the shores of heaven. And if you fight the battle well enough, your Savior is going to look at you and go, It's mine right here. I can just tell. I know that one. Gave his life for me, gave her life for me. 
this is mine right here well done my good my faithful servant just imagine how amazing that will be when you live for God's kingdom yeah you're gonna get hurt and I wish I could tell you this with all kinds of confidence that that doesn't mean uh, there's gonna be bad days there's gonna be tough days but it's part of the journey of the battle but the destination is sweet so keep going friends live a life that matters and live a legacy that matters no matter the cost we'll see you next time on the back porch podcast